and welcome to the Movie Quest podcast. This is a podcast where each week we talk about films and uh, usually related to a season. Uh, this season is a little mini season is all movies related to the word escape. Um, so far on this season we've also talked about uh, films related to dusk and films related that's it. Yeah, that's it. That just, is that is what we've, we've just talked dusk. About. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, the films so far uh, we've we've uh, watched are Moonlight, Blue Ruin, Green Room, Escape from Pretoria, and Pitch Black. This week, I'm joined as always by Johnny. Hello. And Aaron. Hello. But we've also got there's a special friend on the podcast, a good friend we haven't chatted to for a while. It's Tommy's first uh, first appearance. This is Tommy. Uh, do, we, do we go with your second name, Tommy? Are you, are you yeah, okay for the people? Don't me. No, no, don't. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't, don't, well, don't we'll have to watch you. what you say on this podcast. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't uh, announce you. But yes, welcome, Tommy. Evening, guys. Hey. Hello. We all know Tommy from from uni. Uh, you guys have been a band together, haven't you, for many yeah, years now? Sure. So we are steadily working our way through each band member. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Hard, like, we'll get what happens out. when we run out of them? That's what I'm worried about. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get all of Isle of Colour on at one point, and then we're just going to have like a, the a reunion tour starts jam session. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could review each of our music videos. Oh, please. That's not... ten, ten year activities. Ten year anniversary. We'll start yeah. with a podcast. It's coming up. It is. It's yeah. next year, right? Next year. Oh, man. What, 10 Crazy. years of Isle of Colour? 10, ten years, years since The Wolf? Yeah, 10 years since The Wolf. No way. That yeah. is I actually have a, have a weird story. I have a weird story. So basically, we had a house inspection today. Because um, when you're on a rented property, they like to you know, find out if you haven't turned the house into like a crack den or something. Yeah. Um, so I was chatting to the dude. And I don't know how like the band came up, but the band came up and he was like, "Hey, you know, you should get you should get back together and like me and my girlfriend will come see you play." And I was just like, "What? That's weird." Okay, That's... you hadn't even heard any music or anything. Or were you like, "No, nope. hey, come listen." No, okay, no. He's no. like, "What sort of music?" I was like, "It's like heavy rock, like heavy rock with brass." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Post hardcore with brass. We we should yeah. hard past hardcore with brass. Yeah, yeah. We should get back together just for that, that dude. Just a little mini gig. <laughs> just because yeah, that, that guy wanted us to. <laughs> yeah. So, Tommy, do you want to tell the... Oh, you know, we, 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 us guys know you really well, obviously, but do you want to tell the audience who might not know you a little bit about yourself or, how? yeah, like, what, you, what are you up to these days? You know, obviously, we knew you from uni and, and the band, but you moved, yeah. you moved down south. I did. You? I moved away. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, as Ant said, I was in a band with, with these two guys called Isle of Colour. Um, and then, yeah, I'm currently working in the South, which uh, some some members of the band cite as being the reason we, we don't do stuff anymore. Oh, gosh. I'm not bitter. That's so not true. But... <laughs> I mean, have you heard of coronavirus, Tommy? <laughs> Mate, I moved down where before coronavirus? Well, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Let's air out all this laundry. Come on. You're gonna argue with me, Johnny. Come correct, man. Come on. <laughs> you said you were working on zero latency internet audio and yeah. you said you you've invented it. That would make well, practices possible. <laughs> oh nice. That's smart. He's got you there. He has got you there. That's Well uh... he, he hasn't because I wasn't working on zero latency. <laughs> oh <gosh. laughs> I never was. So but you, so you, you do live down south, but that's not where you work, is it? 
Uh, no, not anymore. I, what I was doing, I currently work in, in for a company in Belgium. But I do yes. I do all the work remotely, thanks to Corona. Yes. Because um, I was really looking forward to being able to have an excuse to, like, holiday for free in come Belgium. Come to Belgium. But, yeah, well, yeah, that, so was I, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, hopefully I can, still, I can still get over there. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be moving back up north pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but just riding out the rest of it until we're allowed to get on a plane so hopefully i can still get over there and you can get some say that could be a catalyst for the for isle of color doing some music again some say but um well yeah i mean i'll I'll, I'll be up for a couple of months yeah Yeah, at least finish the third one right we have to you've got you've got got a time deadline then don't you you've got to do it you know while you're up so the the current the current movie quest slot is the this the isle of color like practice slot so the podcast has been good guys this is the last episode <laughs> okay. once, um, hey I, you said you know we could get you could do some music over the pod it's fine oh yeah allow that. you've got like an hour long you know amount of time for the for the podcast that you can fill with music uh so yeah what line of work are you in tommy for the, for the listeners uh so i work for an immersive audio company so i, I guess I guess we write well we we don't rival but we try to compete with the likes of uh dolby DTS, Ooh, big boys. Yeah, t- taking on the big boys in the immersive audio field. Um, but they, we've got. Does a, that include a, a, things like films and stuff, or is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Theater. Uh, a, we've got a. We've got a few titles that are mixed natively. Um, wow. you know, obviously, most most Hollywood films go with Dolby, but we we do have a, quite a large um, Asian market. A lot of Asian films are sort of mixed with with this cool with this codec but we don't we, we don't really have the market share in the u.s which is where all the big books are i'm looking forward to hearing your opinion on the music of this film and later on with unleashed what we're going to talk about later yeah uh, unfortunately it didn't it didn't jump out at me oh what but oh, i guess man. we'll uh yeah no wait, wait this is yeah but yeah yeah isn't it we can discuss that later mm. you, yeah you can you can judge you, my do you, wait, do you, but do you know who the composers were i don't Okay. okay, so we'll need, let's hold that off. Okay, then, you'll okay. Be, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. A little surprise. A little surprise, yeah. How are you guys anyway, Aaron and Johnny? You had a good week? Have you been watching anything recently? Well, yeah. I mean, okay, so classic, classic um, movie quest, yeah. as always. I've not been watching films. <laughs> what I've been doing is I, I watched a TV program uh, called Bloodlands. Do you, guys, do you guys know about Bloodlands? I've heard of it, I but I don't know what it's about. Yeah. So, do you know the person who does the line of duty? He did Bodyguard, which is really famous. Um, so he's just—he's really super into like cop drama, apparently. So this is also sort of the same vein. But um, what's cool about this one is Bloodlands is set in Northern Ireland, and stars James Nesbitt. It's like four four episodes long, basically. Um, back in sort of uh, what was known as the Troubles. That's when sort of the Northern Ireland Ireland fighting was at a bad point, we'll say. Um, there was this guy who sort of went around before the Good Friday Agreement and he assassinated loads of people to make sure the Good Friday Agreement went ahead. So the Good mm-hmm. Friday Agreement is a ceasefire that sort of has sort of stopped it. I mean, it's ceased still going. You know what I mean? Yes, it ceased the fire. Um, and then there's like, the, this sort of follows the story later on. So there's like a resurgence of this um, and there's just various things that sort of lead up to like uncovering the truth of what really happened. Um, 
it's is it all based on real on uh, true events and like been researched really no. well and stuff or is it all it's bit? definitely nah it's definitely fi- I mean right. to, actually you know what like I actually don't know though like there could have been like a string of like assassinations okay. to make sure okay. that it could have gone ahead like but it, but it's not something you're aware of that they make a big yeah. point of it being based on true story or whatever right. I mean for it for the most part I spent a lot of time and this is what I do quite a lot when I watch like Northern Irish programs it's like are they Northern Irish? Is that a real accent? That sounds fake. Like, who are they from? And then I just like Googling the cast members being like, no, you can tell that they don't have a Northern Irish accent or they do. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're at least trying to put on some sort of accent. Oh, no. Unlike, legit. A, unlike a film that we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, le- legit, like good. <laughs> like actually, like like a lot of the cast are like from the South, so maybe like Dublin and stuff, but they do a really good, good impression. I think it's good because it's a, very much a cop drama, but, and it's not like sort of, because what happens in Northern Ireland is, TV programs always seem to surround themselves within the troubles, but the, the troubles in this is very much like a backdrop, yeah. and it's more about the people. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen Line of Duty or Bodyguard, but the character development in those TV programs is always like ten out of ten, and I definitely enjoyed this. I think it sort of tails off towards the end. You finished it now? Yeah, it's only yeah. four episodes long. It's really okay, quick. Cool. Um, you can you watch it the BBC. I found with like Bodyguard that it started off really well and I sort of got yes, a bit the same fed, with this. fed up a bit towards the end. But I remember the first few episodes were just like, wow, it's just like. I think I, I think that because the Bodyguard had like a couple of twists, but I think the thing that really did me in with the Bodyguard was at the end they were like, and it was this person the whole time, uh, yeah, and yeah. you're like, you never once said that it was that person. Yeah. So that's a cop out, bad writing, get out. Whereas this, like, the way it sort of dropped twists and stuff into it, like, it, it very much, like, breadcrumbs it in there and you sort of like, oh, okay, cool. And there's a few things in there, if you're, like, Northern Irish, like, there's a few things, like, they'll drop, like, names and stuff and if you're from there, you'll be like, oh, that means this. Um, Someone who's not familiar yeah. with that won't know what that is and it's it's cool. Um, I'm looking forward to the second season and James Nesbitt's a total bib, so I'm, I'm always yeah, up for it. It's come a long way since Walking Dead. It's come a long way... Uh, you know what, actually? Um, <laughs> Walking that, there, that would be interesting. That yeah. does lead me to, like, because um, I'm sure it's going to come up, um, a YouTube deep dive that I did the other night. I was like, you know when you're so tired that you don't want to go to sleep? Mm. I find myself watching two-minute videos about stuff to do with The Walking Dead. I haven't seen it since, like, <laughs> season three. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, Is it still going? <laughs> yeah, it's the final oh my season. Gosh. I-, I am tempted to... I think I might try, You know, I might jump in just for this last what, what one. last season? I was yeah. tempted to try and pick it up recently, as in pick like it up. start. Well, not pick it up, but start from the beginning. Oh, oh no! That first oh, season no. like starts off really well. The ending is awful. I almost like gave up on it for the, just because of that ending. It's absolutely terrible. And then I think me and Mel watched it together for quite a few seasons. I think eventually we got to the point where we we're just like, this is never going to end, is it? They're just going to keep making this forever. Well, we all, we all used to watch it together, didn't we? Yeah, uh, Ingle- I, think, I think we watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we all used to watch it together. I, that was it, years it ago. Just, it happened. I don't know. I think I bowed out when like Glenn died or something. But all I know is it was like three in the morning. I was like super, super tired, and I was still just watching these stupid videos about like who the best bad guy was <laughs> in like all of the series. And I was like, I don't know who like three of these dudes are. So like, what is going on? Um, but anyway, that's that's what I've been watching. <laughs> so talking about YouTube, I have uh, I've embarked on a. I've not. I haven't got much to talk about this week. Apologies. Uh, but I have been watching a American. Uh, well, it came out in like 2010, 11, and twelve. I think the season, uh, the series. It's a reality TV show based around these gamers trying to get into the games industry, and it's called the the Tester. And it's actually like 
made and produced by like Sony and it's what? really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really odd and what? really cringy. So basically, really? the premise is like you get these, I think it's like starts off with like 10 gamers and they have to pass a bunch of tests to get into the competition. <laughs> what? And they're, they're in this competition. They, they all live in this house together and it's all Sony PlayStation themed. So there's like there's like Ratchet and Clank and like uh, Rat Sackboy and, yeah, and, and like God of War everywhere and everything, like all, all on the walls and stuff. And then, and the, the the amazing prize at the end of this, right? I work in the games industry, so I know what like the, the, the it's just bizarre. The prize is to be uh, to work at Santa Monica Studios, who make God of War, okay, as a cool. product as a production associate, right? So oh. like that's basically one of like the sort of lower sort of like you know just 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 getting on the ladder sort of jobs, and you sort of like you know it's basically scheduling and. It's a glorified note taker, right? Like that's what you. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah, but it's like, literally, they're like trying to, they're like killing themselves to get to get into this job, and they're like backstabbing, and there's like there's like they're all playing games, and they're like like the first episode starts off with they got to do this interview, um, and they literally they get walked into this room with three people there from the games industry who are interviewing them, and they put the head, and they've got to deal with bugs, right? Tommy, you'll know what they've deal with bugs. So what, how do they do the interview? Right, they sit down on on a, on a seat. They put the heads in a big box, a glass box, and they pour cockroaches on the heads while they're like being interviewed. And it's just absolutely bizarre. It's That's so, so weird. weird. I don't know about weird that. I know about bugs. I mean, I've heard of. I know about flies. <laughs> but the funniest. I I watched um, uh, one of the first episodes and sent me it during the week, and there was like this. Like some of the people were giving like a proper like job style interview, even though there's like bugs over the head. So they're saying like, "Oh yeah, I worked on this, and like, you know, I know I've got this many PlayStation achievements." And then there was this one person who just said, "Like, I do really silent, smelly farts." And then she no, just no, it kept... was because they asked they asked her what her most embarrassing. Oh yeah, what well, most embarrassing was. moment? And then she just kept like expanding on it, just being like, "Oh, oh it yeah. smelled so bad. Like, gosh, <laughs> that fart was really bad." I was just like, why would you say this in a job interview, like to people oh, you've never yeah. met before? You know, was... no, but I, you know, it, it, to be fair to her, like how many job interviews puts your head in a box and pours like True. bugs on your head? Like, I, I mean, like it's one of those. I, I, I saw it on YouTube. I started watching it. And I was like, this is hilarious. I sent it to Johnny, and I was just gonna leave it there. But it, it sort of was like I was fascinated with what they were like, you know, what they what they were gonna do, and like, it was just it's if you want to watch some really cringy, terrible TV. You know, well, you can do better. Always do, but yeah, 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 always. We could do better, but it, it was pretty funny. And there's also like there's like famous game developers in there and stuff, like David Jaffe who made Twisted Metal and stuff. In there, it's really weird. Anyway, great, great game. That's a nostalgic game, man. Huh? Nostalgic title. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, I've only seen one thing besides the film we're talking about in a bit. So, I was like with Sarah. Sarah's like can I choose a film? And I was like, okay, yeah. What do you want to choose? I, was like, I don't know. I was like, well, do you want me to get a few options for you? Which films I think you might like? One was, uh, high fidelity. Oh, oh yeah. So watch that still. So a list of films that Mel might like. So, uh, we watched the first two minutes and she said, no, I don't like that. So we turned it off. Read then... that, read that Sarah. Everyone says it's good. I, it's fine. Shit. It's just fine. I think the dialogue, um, John Cusack's, you know, he just talks to the camera quite a bit and, you know, it's quite like it's quite he comes off like quite a nasty person like at the start of most of his films 
Uh, but then we watched Office Space, and then with it, because she seemed to like the sound of that, but within five minutes she fell asleep anyway. So oh. could have watched any film, but it wouldn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I watched Office Space. Not the first time I've seen it. Um, from 1999, like a dark comedy. It's about an hour and a half long. Um, directed by Mike Judge, who's done, uh, I think he's a producer on Silicon Valley, but he's like done directing of like Beavers and Butthead in the past. But basically the film... Is about this guy who's got like a terrible boss and just like bullies him and uh, like gives him a really hard time and he just doesn't want to like work there anymore. And then he goes to this like um, it's like a uh, I'm gonna say a psychopath, uh, a psychic or someone who like hypnotizes you, a hypnotist. Yeah. And like he puts him in this trance and says like forget about all your worries forget about like your work and stuff and he puts him in this trance and he says at the count of three i'm going to click my fingers and you're going to come out of this trance but he has a heart attack before he can click to three and he gets like locked in this trance because the guy <laughs> the guy like dies um so he basically just doesn't care about anything anymore in his work or anything like that and calamity ensues but it's okay. Could you not? Could you not make the dead body click? <laughs> could you? If that if that's all he needed was like the last click to get him out of it, could you make the dead body click? Would that work? How could you make? It? Well, I guess you. I yeah, I've never tried to make heart attack. I'm but gonna... no, but does he know that he's in a trance? though? that's the question. Because I've never seen this. Does he know that he's in a trance? Because if he knows that he's in a trance, then yeah, he could make. He could be like, oh, I need to do this. But if he's stuck there, surely he's just stuck there, right? Um, that's terrifying. I'm not yeah, too sure. That's terrifying, limbo. But I've next time I get a chance, I'm going to see if I can make someone else's fingers click because I don't think you could get you the murder f- someone and then you could get the, the force. <laughs> next time Johnny goes out killing, go on his rampage. To yeah, back. make sure he, he does that little experiment. Yeah. Johnny, if you like Office Space, I'd recommend. Uh, it's a bit weirder and wackier, but uh, Idiocracy is really good. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that that. That film popped up on uh, Disney Plus as well, I think. That that's like uh, it's basically I think a similar it's like some similar type of film where there was like Demolition Man or whatever where one guy falls asleep for some reason and then oh he's like he's put asleep like some sort of like cryostasis cryostasis or something and then he wakes up you know hundred years later or it's two hundred years later and the world's progressed but everyone's got dumber and dumber and dumber and it's like there's in this sort of future world where everyone's forgotten how to like farm and stuff. And they use Gatorade for like for everything. That's all. That's the way they can drink. Uh, and like, what's his face? Um, who's the guy who does all the Terry Crews? That's it. Terry oh, Crews right. plays the president in it, and he's just like, oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's really really funny. You have to sort of go with it, understanding that it's really dumb, mm. and just like accept it for that. But it's hilarious. Anyway, so this guy who wakes up, he's like the smartest person, like, in the on the planet because he's yeah, everyone's dumbed down over over time. It's very good. Mm. I can't. I I I can't take Terry Crews seriously anymore. I know. I know you were never meant to to begin no, with. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> um, what was yeah. it? What was what was what was the aftershave? He he. Yeah, old old spice. Old spice. That's is it. that's not him, is it? I thought that was a, a no, different, different person. Different guy. But then they no, they did the one with these like they put loads of like sensors onto each muscle of his body, and then they put like hooked it up to like music like instruments. And then, like, it would just like flex, and then they would play like drums or something. It was. No, well, T- Terry Crews was still. It was. They replaced the guy with Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah. But that, that was the old Spice advert. 
Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he he was the original old Spice guy. Was he? No, it wasn't the original original. No, was, no, no. Oh, was he not? Okay, so no, he, no, he, no. he was probably like he someone who looked like Captain Bird's Eye was the original old Spice guy. <laughs> do you remember that? But do you remember that TV advert when it came out? Everyone was like raving about Real it. hunk of a man. I've seen that recently played on on TV, which is crazy. Like the it's like, from like fifteen years ago. Um. Okay. Right. Tommy, have you got anything to talk about, or, we, or shall we move on? Um. It, it's. I. I've been obsessed with with uh, like ARGs. And just I get I get like alternate reality games. Oh okay. yeah, so that that's been my my obsession for the past couple of weeks. Um, so the quick summary: they're like they're like these. Um, they can be by anyone. They're used to promote a product usually, and people leave these little breadcrumbs around the internet. And usually uh, they're they're quite okay. like they're quite. Um, what's the best word? Like a, scav- like a treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt. A little bit, yeah, like a, an internet scavenger hunt. But there there are some really creepy ones, right? So I've been, <laughs> yeah. like, really disturbing and, like, people... Oh, sorry, that's the first <laughs> one, I guess. <laughs> hey, you made it 23 that's minutes like 23 minutes. That's yeah, pretty sorry. good. I've done, you've done well. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just really disturbing footage and they usually hide little messages in there and they're oh, meant no. for, like the community to to decode them to right. find you know they might hide um you know like the latter half of a, a youtube link yeah you know, the, the bit that, the bit that's identifying the video they might hide that as binary in some of the footage oh, yeah, and yeah, it, it's just fascinating so uh, that's it, been taking up a lot of my time is it like uh that cats documentary the, the person like don't mess with cats whatever it's called uh i don't know because that's no, like actually going for no, real no. like that's like an actual like, investigation but, in real life. But like a personal. but you don't. I mean, you don't know at the time. The thing. The thing with these games is that at the time you could be investigating something legit. Right. But okay. then at the, at the end, you might find out that it. Like my, I think Microsoft did one for for some kind of marketing strategy. Of course it did. Um, I remember Steam. Yeah, I remember Steam doing one a while ago for games. Yeah. Half Life. Half Life. I feel like I feel like they were quite big about seven or. Six oh yeah, they're, they're, they're like they're like an early up. noughties thing, like yeah, a, yeah. an advent of the internet sort of thing. See, the, the, but, go on, sorry. No, no, it's fine. What I was gonna say, the thing that the people that are making these nice still, right? If they're seven years on it, you know, when you think of the VR chat room that everyone mm. was going crazy over about two years ago, it's those people that have made these videos. So when you say like, oh yeah, I've seen some messed up things, it's like yeah, definitely because those like, I guess like incels or something are like just just. <laughs> Doubling down on. They're really well done. Some <laughs> of them are incredibly well done. I remember hearing um, about one years ago called, uh, is it Majestic? It yeah. Like a big one back in the day. And it was like, yeah. people would get phone calls in real life. What? And like, yeah. But like, isn't, there's a film, isn't there? Uh, is it called The Game or something? Uh, with uh, Michael. Michael Douglas. Oh. Doug it, Douglas, yeah. I think that's got a similar sort of vibe. Has Obviously, it? like. Similar premise. Yeah, it's like the premise is like I think it's the game. I want to say, it, so was it the game it. not the one where the dudes like play in like virtual reality, but the person who's playing is like a real human being? A real, yeah. No, you're thinking a gamer. I think. oh, I'm thinking gamer. I've never the seen game, that, but the, I do want to watch that. The game, I I've never seen it. It's actually a David Fincher f- film, so I should probably watch this. Whoa. But it's yeah, from what I understand, it's like he gets pulled into this sort of like his actual real life game that's going on, some sort of mysterious thing. He doesn't know who he's doing it, or whatever. And he has to sort of figure out what's going on and, and yeah i i should probably watch it but anyway it sounds related to films it sounds sort of similar to that but that sounds pretty cool 
Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. You're part of the community of people trying to figure it out. I, I'm not. No, I just, I just find the the production quality on them quite right. fascinating. Because <laughs> you know, it, is it, it all done out of people's? Is it all like amateurish done, or is it all done? Yeah. Like so the, the premise community? is, it's like you know, first person video of someone's fun or something like that. Yeah. Very Blair Witchy, I guess, if you're going to compare it to a film. Yeah. It's all that sort of found footage. Yeah. Um. I guess to give it that sense of creepiness and mm, you know, mm. but that that's what it because so yeah they happen in series so they are a serialized it it, it I like it it gives that extra dimension. Oh man, because it, it is a story. It does tell a story. Oh really? Cool. Yeah, yeah, and it, Wait, yeah. Do, do you narrative. Watch, do you, sorry, do you remember? I don't. You, you guys might not have ever seen this. I come across this back in the day. YouTube when it was like fairly new. There was like there was um this there was this YouTuber called Lonely Girl eighty eight I think it was oh yeah 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 and there's a documentary on this she posted these vlogs where she was like chatting and like doing sort of the the normal sort of YouTube stuff and then she sort of reveal little bits about herself like as she was talking and then basically it built up into this thing of like her parents were involved in like in some sort of satanic sort of religious thing and. Like since she was like being kept you know, hostage there or whatever, and it sort of rolled into her, like this whole series. It ended up being all obviously fake and stuff, but for a while people weren't sure if it was real or not. And like that's not the girl that people people were saying she'd been kidnapped by ISIS and she was being forced to. Oh, I don't know about that. No, there, no, there's a, that's there's diff- a very that's, similar one. That's um, different, but that that's a few years later though. That's like that's quite recent, isn't it? Like maybe last like, like ten three years, three or four ah, years. Lonely, maybe. Lo- sorry, Lonely Girl Fifteen. That's the one. Lonely Girl 15 was like one of the first like internet oh, sort one of, of the first ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like 2006. There's a oh, documentary, yeah. um, and maybe it was a podcast, but they actually interview, don't they? Like years later, and they talk about. I think it isn't it. I'm sure it's. Is it on TLDR or is it in on? Um, Probably Reply All. Reply All. I would have thought. Maybe. Yeah, it sounds like a Reply All episode. It's quite interesting. One one thing is, Tommy, if you wanted to get into the AR, it was ARG world mm. um how would one do that you start with like do you frequent reddit yeah i'm on I'm, yeah. I, I was on reddit like probably like good uh, so. start with uh slash rbi okay so the the reddit bureau of investigation it's yeah. it's, an, it's it's an amazing read people will just go there and be like i've got this problem and you'll get some pretty talented nerds on there that will that will do what they can to sort of investigate your issue. Sounds like don't mess with cats. The the doc, it, that well, Netflix thing. RBI was was part of the investigation for don't mess uh, with cats. It's like it's like where you go if you want help investigating something. Right. It's just all the all the people that subscribe to it tend to be quite tech savvy and can find information from the internet. I feel like so definitely could be a reply all episode about this right now. You'd be interviewed for a file. What, so what thing would it's... you want to be investigated, Tommy? If you could, have, if you could ask for anything to be investigated. Well, well, luckily, Johnny, I've got a pretty, pretty hassle-free lifestyle these days. So <laughs> I've I... got one. Have you? Yeah. I want to know who left the rice on the side. Yeah, who left the rice in the sink? It wasn't me because at that at that <laughs> moment in time, I wasn't having chili sauce, and there was chili sauce on that rice. Look, it's so triggering. It's so, like he's been he's been conditioned over years, it's like over ten years. It instantly triggered. So like basically, I was when these framed. Guys, these guys all used to live together, um, and Johnny, I would say Johnny would be one of the main culprits about 
leaving like rice in the sink or rice on the side i'm sure like i came around one day and like wasn't there like because you had that little sink like extra sink next to the sink and the one's like there's just rice in there for like yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, two it was johnny's rice sink the insincorator oh, yeah but what should we tell some stories about this house because it was disgusting <laughs> like so the house itself would like get covered in slugs all the time we've got loads <sighs> of slugs at the house oh it was wasn't but, it but but the house like th- it was weird the kitchen was upstairs yeah right? Which was actually quite high up, but somehow the slugs managed to to like crawl all the way up the wall and through the window. And at one point, it went into our, dis- our dishwasher. Do you remember oh. that? <laughs> the dude, the like, disgusting. And they had this bathroom like downstairs, mm. and like in the bathroom, like toadstools would grow, like <laughs> yeah, full on fungus. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was a weird house, and like the thing is, like. You, you get things like oh it's like a student house or whatever but it was it was like a relatively normal house but the, it was just it was just a weird ass house it was just so no, weird. It was very weird I remember yeah. like <laughs> uh, the shower in that bathroom like you you had to have it like so precise <laughs> like I put tape on the tap and I I put it on the back of the tap and I was like you have to line them up perfectly. If you go one way, it's too cold. You go the other way, you're gonna come out cooked. And like, if like, I think the tape fell off one day. I was absolutely furious. I was like, "Who's been like too forceful with the tape?" I love how that that was the thing. Like that, there, there was literal mushrooms growing in that bathtub, and also, that's your. That's your I didn't peeve. mind mushrooms. That's your pet peeve. <laughs> well, also, like in that house, we somehow managed to. There was there was a, a utility room that I guess nobody ever used, apart from what drying their clothes occasionally, washing clothes. But like somehow we managed to miss the fact that a wa- <laughs> somehow a wasp built a nest in one of the cupboards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly yeah, built I a nest. It. I killed the wasp. And then and then it was like a full size wasp nest, yeah. and we had to like get rid of it in in the in the house. It was it was because it was me that noticed it. I was like, do you notice that it's like these like every time you go in there, there's just a wasp flying, you know, in and out or whatever. And then then there was the wasp nest at the back, and we got did we get a broom and like hit it and then close oh, the door and then like yeah. run away. It's just. <laughs> Like inside uh, the house, there was, Stan, <laughs> there was Stanny who came around with some wasp spray, and oh, he's yeah. a landlord. And he said, "If I get stung by a wasp, I go into I go into shock, <laughs> and like I get pus coming out of every single orifice. Uh, it was like mouth, nose, we... ears, eyes, ass, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't need to know, Stanny." We don't need to we know. We could do a whole he, podcast he, he on still that in. Yeah, he still went he in. He still went in. He sprayed it and he ran out the door. Remember the time Didn't he turned up drunk? Around, <laughs> yeah, he used to come around with like like about four pack of, of lager. Because <laughs> yeah. that used to be his childhood home. He used to come around and reminisce and chat to us. And we were just like... Yeah. So, all, right, okay. all the time. I think he was in your head, mate. I think yeah. like yeah. he just got into your head and you were just like, oh, he's going he's gonna to do something to me. Just what, I, You know, right. We, from all the bad mouthing of that house, right? It served us all well because at oh, one point no, yeah. we all lived there. Yeah, so many yeah. people there. We all like, lived there. I think it was supposed to be three of us, and I think at one point there was five. Yeah, like right. so, yeah. Tommy was like living in the front room. I was living in the spare room on the I've mattress. Got very like, fond memories of that. Scott house. was living there for ages. Um, Scott, yeah, demo. There's lots of you, yeah. everyone. Just one another story. So, for the Christmas party one time, we had like cleaned up as best we could because we knew we were having guests. And we'd put out loads of decorations. We made loads of paper chains and, you know, set. we've got cooking teams cooking and, like, there's, like, bags of potatoes and, yeah, everything. And me and John were like, oh, we need to make this more Christmassy. How can we make the house more Christmassy? 
So just like, oh, I know. It's <laughs> like th- this house had like this weird <laughs> ventilation system. <laughs> it didn't have it's no- like an American style. Yeah, wasn't I forgot it? about it, this. it. Didn't have like regular radiators. It had like ducts that would shoot out hot air. So me and John was just like, "What's Christmassy? What's more Christmassy than the smell of cinnamon?" So we were like, we went to the to like the main um, induct like bit where it gets all the air, and we were like trying to like get spoonfuls of cinnamon and chucking it <laughs> into the air vent so that it would like shoot it out all around the house. Uh, <laughs> uh, <amazing. laughs> Uh, do you know, didn't yeah, work there, did it? No, they no. just felt. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, how many Christmas parties do you go that has that level of detail? It's Unless, commitment. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. commitment. You know, and I bet the, the new owners, when they were like doing it all up, they're like, mm, <laughs> "Smell of these cinnamon here, yeah, nice yeah. in these ducks." I'm surprised oh. we didn't have rats. To be honest, I mean, yeah, that true. You know we probably did. Yeah, that you know of. I never found yeah. any evidence of rats. No, no. 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 how we didn't know. We had like we had like rubbish everywhere. It was yeah, but it was just slugs. <laughs> that was the main invader and on that note i think we should move on to the to the actual film because we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a long a long podcast we're here we're gathered here today to talk about you know the most uh, escape film i could think of which was unleashed 2005 um, also known as uh danny the dog in danny the dog yeah Directed by uh, Louis Leterrier, he's a, um, a French uh, director. He's also done, um, he did like The Incredible Hulk, he did Grimsby, Transporter, lots of like action films basically, um, Clash of Titans. Not particularly like ever really done that well or like you know reviewed well or whatever, but like a lot of sort of solid action films. Uh, it was written by Luc Besson. Which, when I saw that in the credits, the intro credits, it made complete sense to me. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, right, okay, that makes sense what this film is about. Look very looped on. And uh, the soundtrack was by uh, Massive Attack, mm-hmm. which I remember buying the soundtrack for this film. And oh. it was, it's, I've still got, I think I've still got the, the audio files. I don't have the right. CD. So, anymore, wait, but... can I ask, do you own any, any other Massive Attack albums? I don't think so. Anymore. So the one Massive Attack album you have <laughs> yeah. is the soundtrack to this film. It's so good. I used to listen okay. to it all the time. Well, I, and I've got something to tell you. Um, they have some absolutely cracking albums before this that you should go back <laughs> and listen to because, honestly, they're really good. I'll just uh, give a quick synopsis for people. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming uh, you know people might have watched this a while ago and maybe just want a bit of a refresher. So uh, Crime Boss Bat who's played by Bob Hoskins, raises orphan Danny Jet Li with no knowledge of anything other than how to fight, using him as an enforcer when debts must be collected. Planning to enter Danny into a fight tournament and retire with the prize money, Bart disappears after a deadly drive-by shooting. Danny flees and takes shelter with a kindly piano tuner called Sam, who's played by Morgan Freeman. Away from Bart's abuse of control, Danny learns how to live like a human and begins to investigate his past. That's the uh, the premise. Uh, D- Aaron, you said you wanted to. I've, you wanted yeah, to I've got I've got a synopsis. Right, you ready? Yeah. It's two thousand and five. England has taken over the world. That's why in Glasgow there are only English people in Glasgow. <laughs> the only Glaswegians are in a fight tournament where Jet Li beats them up. That's this film. Very good. That's, that's my number one gripe with this entire film. 
Well, we can get to that. We can get I to mean, that. Yeah. gripe or, you know, it's just an alternate universe. <laughs> like, I, well, I, I like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not advocating war against the Scottish, but I, I like that it's bigging up the English. <laughs> so, uh, so this film had a budget of forty-five million dollars, which you know, not huge at the time. I think it's a decent budget, but not a very big film. I think it just managed to um, to bring that back. I think it was like fifty million or something. So it probably wasn't a success, but didn't necessarily you know bomb or anything. And other films that came out that year, since two thousand five, was a these are the popular films. Yeah, King Kong. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Batman Begins, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Brokeback Mountain, Sin City, and my favourite officer on this list is Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, that, you know, that is the best film. That's the best (laughs) film. We need to do an episode on that that film. I I don't remember hardly anything of it, to be honest. I I remember remember so much about that film. So much, but like nothing about the premise, just random bits of just like dialogue. So. so my first question to you guys was, had you guys seen this film before? And if you had, did anything like stand out in your memory about what you th- could remember about the film? Other than, sorry, Aaron, you go. Yeah, you, no, no, you go, you go, you go. I, other than Jet Li doing what he does best, which <laughs> is kicking everybody's ass and yeah. then ruining it, ruining it with his with his tough guy dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, I, I like this performance, but piano. I I I. I, I <laughs> I love Jet Li. I, I, I love his films when I when I'm when I'm in the mood for Jet Li mm. films. But he, he sort of he he'll 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 kick ass, but then he'll open his mouth and sort of undo everything <laughs> he's just done. Yeah, <laughs> it must be very difficult to write dialogue for Jet Li. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, I've seen I've seen a film um, where he's. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what um, where it's set, but he's he's obviously speaking his native tongue, mm. and it, it, it it's obviously it's more natural to him. I mean, Absolutely, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he is in in his career at this point in two thousand and five, but I assume this is one of his first like. Uh, I think it was. No, I think it was one, one of his. Yeah, I think it was fairly well. In his, well in his at the heyday, because he done like in his um, Romeo Must Die, and what's wrong with DMX? Is it Cradle he's to the Grave? Fearless. R.I.P. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's correct. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd seen it before. Um, I think, I, I think like... he did a lot more. He did a lot more native films, though, didn't he? Than he did English. Yeah, like that... he started. Like he started his career like nineteen eighty four. Um, just doing like just basic like martial arts. Well, not basic. He but, looks like, good. More... How old is How old is Jet Li? Well, well, he's born in nineteen sixty three, so he must be getting on now. Yeah. Well, that that was one of 60? one of my kind of like weird kind of observations with this is that. Jet Li was sort of, I think he was pl- meant to be playing like some sort of kid, but yeah. he was actually like 40, like <laughs> roughly around the time when this was being filmed. That it, is weird, isn't it, it, I suppose? It just like seemed Do, do we get confirmation that he, that he is meant to be young? Or, or... I think so. Because like, he could from... mentally be quite no, stunted, cause... couldn't he? I don't know, I guess because from, from, from when his mum got killed and I feel like it was supposed to be like 20 years, like, that was sort of... It's sort of yeah, like, to me, how but... long has Bob Hoskins or yeah. Uncle Bart had yeah. Jet Li kept in his cellar? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're doing with spoilers, but I mean, in in the flashbacks where Bob Bob Hoskins is younger, oh, he yeah. look he look he looks very seventies esque. Yeah, right? doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He looks uh, he looks like he's fresh from the the swingers orgy. I think with spoilers, um, 
like if the film was like a new film, we would probably steer away from it. Yeah, this film is too bad. You can just yeah, double yeah. down on like ruin. Also, it. like if someone's gonna listen to the podcast, it's quite. By the way, it's gonna be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't even bother saying that now because it's like, you know, it's a, the podcast is all about this film, so I don't worry about it. So, um, I, yeah, I'm just gonna go into the first act of the film. Yeah. So starts off with you know straight away starts off we're in the fight scene, like literally it's the first scene we see, uh, and you straight away get to see some of the <clears throat> how the film's edit how the film's edited and the style it's going for and you know it's, it's a martial arts film it's sort of got some quite nice transition uh, shots and like really impactful editing shots which we really like um, and the whole you know the first act is the fight scene and them going around doing the sort of montage of them collecting money from you know, around the city. Uh, and it sort of give, setting up the the rules of the, how the collar works, and like you know, who Bob Hoskins is, and sort of who who Jet Li is as Danny. Um, that's sort of the main first act, isn't it? Um, so the, the two things I'd say is like I think the red took a lot of like you know like the color took the tone of this film. I think the red really took a lot of tropes from it. And secondly, it felt like they were kind of trying to do a you know like a lock stock and two smoking barrels or like a yeah, kind definitely of been influenced like by a that. Snatch like type thing with this with this theme. Is it, isn't that the Bob Hoskins influence though? Yeah, it's got to be anyway. Yeah. Well, the, I don't know. I wasn't sure when to bring this up, but I guess we talked about the, the Glasgow thing already. I think I haven't yet seen this confirmed anywhere because I tried to look into why what the heck what's going on? Why was it set in Glasgow? But why did nobody have told that? you? I don't know why we're debating this. So, England so took over. originally it was supposed to be Billy Connolly was supposed to play the gangster. Uh, and he had to pull out fairly like last minute, I think, or Schwartz, so. Yeah, to pull then, out. then, 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 what they decided is, you know what, Bill Connell is gone. Let's just get rid of every. <laughs> well, I guess in this maybe. Film. I don't oh. know. The, the I other guess thing I was thinking was maybe it was like a tax thing because sometimes yeah. they get given tax benefits for shooting different places and saying it's a certain because they didn't have to say it was in Glasgow, did they? Yeah. yeah. If, if I'm that. right, there's, there's one. There's one mention, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. There's one. There's one. One mention. Why? Why it didn't <laughs> have to be don't in there? Don't mention it. Don't I also yeah. I wonder if it's a, a thing of it was made by like the, who are the actors in it? They're all American apart from um, oh, obviously Jet Li uh, and. Actually, that's completely wrong because Bob Hoskins is British. So I don't, yeah, whatever. But then Kerry Condon, she's Irish, so maybe it's fine. But does Glasgow the, um, have an the, international the, airport? I think so. Yeah. Why does that matter? Because where are all these people flying into? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, French director, written by a Frenchman as well. I wonder if they just didn't notice the accent. Oh, a thing. yeah, but come like, on, right? Come on. I know they, come they on. must have. I know. I know. They must, I know Train spotting came out before been. this. Like you know, know like you know, know, Glasgow is like. I'm the trying thing. to forgive it. I'm trying to forgive it. Just let me. <laughs> there was no, just but, no need to mention. Look, where I just it was. no. Look, they should have just said right. right at the start. England has finally taken over the world. <laughs> like you know that Commonwealth thing that they've been like throwing out. We lied. Yeah. I kind of wish they wouldn't have put that in because it sort of does. There's just no put idea. a lot of questions in. <laughs> I'm so got, um, I'm just looking at Glasgow Airport and it looks like all the. <laughs> All the uh, arrivals and departures are sort of domestic. The the all English. Uh, the furthest they're going is Amsterdam. So unless uh, Jet Li has got maybe a, they they could have flown into Edinburgh. Edinburgh got the yeah, but, got the train maybe. Yeah, they could have got the. Uh, <laughs> but the Highlands I, Express. I know that. <laughs> I I know that a lot of people film in Glasgow because it's got a similar layout to New York. It's quite gritty and blocky. Yeah, but they definitely weren't going for that. No, they, they weren't going for that in this one. I mean, it's, it definitely no. just straight up looks like Glasgow. Like. I reckon. I reckon it was 
I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I think it, it must be something to do with Billy Connolly. They must have just had to change all their actors. I don't know. It's well, bizarre. It, 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 would have, it would have made sense with Billy Connolly. Yeah. yeah but yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Be, because of Bob Hoskins, you just get that yeah. London gangster vibe yeah, straight London. away. Yeah. I also I don't even know. Have you, have you guys ever seen Billy Connolly play like a bad guy? Or I don't think I've ever oh, seen him what's, play. What's the... F- he says a lot of bad jokes. The Boondock Saints. Oh, the Boondock yeah, Saints. Boondock he's yeah, he's yeah, badass yeah, yeah, in the Boondock yeah, Saints. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good film. He's absolutely badass. Yeah. I have not seen after I've seen that. That's definitely worth. Oh, it's got thing. It's got the guy from Walking Dead in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's really. I haven't seen that in years, actually. Me neither, but it stuck with me. Norman Reedus, that's the one. Norman Reedus. Cool. Um, yeah, so obviously we've got Bob Atkins and then Jet Li. Um, he obviously plays this sort of almost like childlike character who's sort of... You're trying to figure out what's going on with him. Um, but yeah, like it seems like obviously he's not really had a childhood, he's not had a upbringing and he's sort of stunted in his, in his sort of understanding of the world, I guess. Or like, And there's also just been like battered down so much that he doesn't know... And that scene <clears throat> where... You know, Bob Hoskins and all his mates are all getting beaten up, and he's not his collar's still on, so he just sits there and is focusing. So I guess it's a good way of like showing how much of a of like a beaten dog he is that he won't even like help his, you know, won't even help because he's like he's sort of like trained so much into how to behave, and he shouldn't do anything apart from you know stay still until the collar comes off. Um, I don't. Know, I, I I thought Jet Li was pretty good in this film. Like obviously. What you get him in for? He's a martial arts, and he's an. I, I was, you know, it's amazing some of the fight stuff, and we can talk about that later. But um, I actually thought yeah. his his dramatic stuff wasn't too bad, considering he doesn't speak the you know he doesn't really speak English. It's not his first language or whatever. I thought it was all right. Um, didn't stick out to me or anything. It's been being an issue. I don't. So I don't know when um, um, the born born series came. I can't remember. I'd have to. I'd have to look at it. But like, I think what this did in the born series as well. You know when like they punch. I think a lot of like martial arts films. I think Jet Li was the one that sort of brought this in. Um, when like he punches, it really feels like he punches. I wasn't a massive fan of like the shoo, bow, ha, that sort of happened every time he like hit someone. But I was like, it does feel like you know when you're hit, like kicking them in the crotch, like that looks yeah. painful. I like how like a lot of these martial arts films as well. They'll have like the actors will be covered in dust when they get hit. Yeah, dust goes, goes everywhere. Really cool. just, oh, I think that's that's an Asian cinema influence, though, isn't yeah, it? Because if you it? watch films like yeah, like uh, like Crouching Tiger, mm. you know things that are meant to incorporate martial arts and that real avant-garde cinematography, they yeah. they all have the well. The this this the has the same and... the same fight choreographer and fight advisor as Crouching Tiger. Oh, uh, the guy called <laughs> uh, Yuen uh, Wu Ping. His name is yeah, um, and he. Yeah, he was in Weeping like. Cough. He, yeah, that, yeah, he was in a lot of the. Uh, <laughs> he he was in a lot of the sort of. He was the choreographer for quite a lot of, uh, the sort of early two thousands uh, martial arts films that did really well. I think he won a won an award for the like, best fighting choreography for the Crash and Tiger. Obviously. So he'd come off that, and then he was sort of continuing to work on, um, work with Jet Li and with some of the other actors. On these films. Sorry, the two grown men just giggling in the corner. <laughs> you were trying to say something. We no, was like, no, 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 no. don't mess up his flow. Um, yeah. No, it's crazy that he's gone from Crouching Tiger to, hit, to this. Like, not, like, like I'm not, I don't want to, because I'm not, I don't want to 
bad mice. They're very different films, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like one's quite cinematically, and like the martial arts, and it's very, very beautiful to watch. And then this one's very hard hitting. Yeah, Um, I. You know the the scene where um, they go to the first fight tournament, and they've got this guy who's got this like mask on with all spikes coming out of his head. Oh yeah, and then Um, member of Ramstein. Yeah, and he's just like. So he goes, walks down the stairs, just like, do, 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 do. And it's like, punches him in the throat and kills him. It's just like, oh, gosh. It's like, it's over in like two seconds. Yeah, like, literally, he's just like, down and out. And they do a really good job. Obviously, like, with all those films, sometimes they can go too far when it's like, they're obviously on wires and they, they put, you know, they're hitting, they're punching and whatever, and they go absolutely flying across the room. And it does that in this as well, but it's it feels a bit more grounded than this, a little bit more realistic, even though it is sort of ridiculous still if you look at it, the size of him and stuff. But, they do a good way, good job of sort of grounding it in its own sort of world and reality. I thought. Um, I mean, what is crazy about like a man making a guy a slave and then just like teaching him to be a dog that beats people up? Well, it has. It does have similar, I guess. Well, no, no, not quite similar. But it reminded me a little bit of um, what's the film, the Korean one. Uh, oh boy. Oh, um, oh boy. Old oh boy. Yeah, it's got a little bit of old oh boy vibe in terms of how he fights and stuff, and he's like sort of this haggard man and he's sort of like just you know he sort of taught himself i guess how to fight you know that's what i wanted like i should question yeah i think right. i'm gonna have this question where did he learn to fight yeah exactly who bob taught o- him bob Hoskins, obviously bob Hoskins had teaching him who taught him how to fight again I you did. just gotta go with it you just gotta go yeah, with it. Yeah, you it in that book the abc book that's obviously yeah i mean F- so like they, they try and like but they they try and hint at like he's got like a hidden talent when he like runs out yeah. of the the yeah. the, the closet and then like when pushes the grown dude yeah. across the room. He's like, oh, he's that a natural no, martial yeah. artist. He's gonna be my pet. I do wonder if there was supposed to be some sort of other plot to this, like with uh, the cutout maybe or something, where he was like, some there was some reason for him to be so powerful or so like good at fighting or whatever. I think like it's very Lupin to sort of. Try and leave yeah. it to your imagination, though. Like he's very like, you know, just go with it. And you're like, mm. some like that's the problem with this film because sometimes like once it's written, because sometimes like Fifth Element, it really works, just with the imagination. And then sometimes like you've got um, oh, what's the one Valerian in the sky or whatever? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> like where he's just sort of, nah, it, it just doesn't. The imagination doesn't run with it. Um, so second act. Yeah. Uh, Danny, uh, obviously there's a car crash and. And he's free, and he ends up going and finding Morgan Freeman at this piano place. Yep. Um, this is probably the biggest leap, I think, in my in my opinion, in, in sort of for the story. You've got to just go with it, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, but obviously, Morgan Freeman takes him in. Doesn't know the guy. Uh, he's injured in That's a car, car accident. You know, could could be dying. D- d- takes him in and looks after him in his bed for a couple of days, and then he's he's all right. Um, brings him into his is into his house with his stepdaughter there. It's random, but I mean, like, I this didn't bother me. But after the fact, Mel was was talking about it, was talking to me about it and was asking his questions. And I was like, yeah, there's no real excuse for that. Is the doesn't really make any any sense. But you've kind of just got again, just got to go with it. Otherwise, you're just going to be questioning it constantly. I thought that whole but section just went on for ages. I was like, I, mean, I know. I, I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep for part of that bit. Oh, no. I fell asleep. This for is part like. Of it. He's like some of my favorite parts of the film. I really liked it. I really right, liked this. Yeah, like, you know, you go, 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 go. Well, it's basically him learning how to be a human, isn't it? And like, he's never had this upbringing. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know how to eat ice cream or 
doesn't know how to you know how to go ride a boat or whatever. Like, it's all these different things he has to like do for the first time, and it's kind of his first it's, kiss. Yeah, his first kiss on the cheek and all that sort of stuff. It's like it's, it's very and nice. nice. And, and, yeah. <laughs> God, I can't like, Why did they keep pushing it? Why did they keep pushing? It? <laughs> yeah, they said I it. There was quite a bit of comedy in this, don't you think? How did it feel? Wet. I think it had a lot of levity. In there. But also, how did it feel? <laughs> nice. That's right. That's how kisses feel. Great. The kiss was right. Na- yeah, it was, <laughs> it was right. So weird. It was so weird. Like, also, then now that you told me that he's like four years old, like, that is a, yeah. How old is that girl? She is not like. I mean, she could be our university, maybe. No, she was. Oh, she was just graduating, right? She oh, she's like twenty. Yeah, finishing her studies. I think she was supposed to be about twenty or something, eighteen yeah. or something like that. But he's not meant to be forty in it. Aaron. No, no. Yeah, right. Well, he, okay, but then, the, but so this leads me to make because this is the thing. This is what I was gonna say. The other way around is that like mentally he's like ten, <laughs> and she's like putting the moves on him, and I was not like, really, so really. weird, so weird. It's Luke, not- what are you trying to say, Luke? Luke, what are you trying to say? It could have gone up much further. It was, it was fairly like. It was right, innocent. I think. It was, it was innocent. innocent yeah, it? It, was it was just yeah. a little peck on the cheek, and it, it was all. And then right. the neck. Then the neck later on. Mm. Well, she was, you know, taking his collar off. What is the age rating for this film? Just... Eighteen, I think. Baffled. It's an eighteen. No, they could have. They could have explored that. Yeah. So they, I, but they I think explored these. <laughs> so I, I think wasn't there like this checking. period in cinema, right, where like they, I feel like they sort of were more aggressive with the age ratings where it almost felt like 12s were really like PGs and then 15s were really like 12s and 18s were really like 15s. This film, they had an extra 30 minutes of fight scenes and other stuff that was like way more grotesque and they had to to change, they had to cut it out because it wouldn't have got, um, I can't remember what the rating is in, in, I think it would have been unrated or whatever in America and it had to get Uh, Okay. So you had to cut out a load of stuff to make it Mm. sort of more palatable. Because honestly, like, if you just skip the like family stuff and just had him like kicking people's butt for like two hours, I would have been way in. They should no, have kept the competition in. going. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, they could have yeah. done a lot Each, more with that competition. Like, you've got to get through more. twenty Glaswegians to get the prize money. Yeah, and you, you have guys to go watch Mortal Kombat then if you want that. Go on. Well, no, and I understand what you're saying. That there's his his character arc is quite nice, and it's nice that they they explain it. Right, and you, yeah. you do get to see that development of him becoming, you know, developing a bit of humanity, yeah. I guess. And, and him Rich sort of choices. discovering music and remembering yeah, it's, it's, his, his it's mom. Nice. And it's nice. Like, really he did sacrifice what Jet Li does best for that. Right? He's not, he's a better fighter than he is yeah, an actor. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Much but like, better. I guess that's the thing is this film, it's not a, I don't say, think it's a, it's not a martial, martial arts film, is it? No, it's like, it's he's no. trying to do something a bit more with it. And martial arts is like, you know, we've got Jet Li, so we're going to use martial arts, but we want to do something a bit different with it. Which I, yeah. For me, it worked really well. I thought, you know, we can talk about some of it. I was going to talk about some of the visual stuff later on, but there were, for me, there were some beautiful shots in this film. Some really good use of, like, CGI as well, which ha- which is quite early on. Um, I didn't even notice any. That's so, like, either. the That's super cool. close-up going through the piano. That whole oh, piano the piano was, all CGI. was nice, yeah. There's yeah, a, there's a bit nice. where the camera pulls up through the um, lift roof, and it's like completely just fake. Um, there's a couple. If you if you look out for them, there's a recently nice like transition shots where like they go from one scene to another. Yeah, scene, I like love that. Especially mm-hmm. towards in the in the final act, there was that like there was doing a lot of room to room shots. Yeah, mm. loved it. Really, really, really creative and stuff, and really nice. And 
it almost felt a little bit like a music video at some points. So um, that the one thing about this like whole bit, middle section, um, even though I fell asleep, the one thing I like totally vibed off it was that the use of the piano and like the use of the sonnet was like really cool. Like mm-hmm. it's a really good piece of music, um, and I think you know it's to for film that's about like people beating people up and turning a man into a dog like to build that sort of like connection with the piano and stuff was quite a, i don't know it's quite a good good a bit of a reach but I, I enjoyed it you guys will be able to tell me more like i'm not like a big music guy obviously but to me the massive effect uh, massive attack soundtrack seemed like it was sort of heavily influenced by the piano sort of the sort of melodic piano sort of uh uh, through through line throughout the film, it felt like it was sort of complementary to that, and that was like they were basing it around that because the whole, I mean, the whole film is him being sort of saved by hearing the piano, you know, being interested in the piano, hearing uh, this guy play, and then obviously you know remembering his mum playing and sort of be- being unleashed from Uncle Bart um, and becoming like a human again and stuff, and it all sort of stemmed throughout from from the music and from his mum. And to me, it felt like the sort of Mass Attack soundtrack was sort of trying to complement that. Um, but again, I might be off off base there because I'm not like a, I know you guys study this stuff, so you you, you could probably tell me. I mean, uh, I think a lot of like composers go into films trying to draw like uh, parts of the film to inspire them for it, and it, it definitely wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Mass Mass Attack basically were like right to use a sonnet let's just double down and sample it and then just like completely make each It'd sort be a of gift if that was your job really wasn't it for a yeah. film that's so heavily revolved around a musical piece yeah. i guess if you if you were going to be the composer it'd be a gift yeah absolutely because it, it, the last track that sort of goes from like the the actual film to the end credits uses the the sonnet as like a like a this way you feel like fully hear the sample sort of crossover um mm. and i thought that was pretty cool i think rizza helped produce a lot of it did as well really? you know yeah 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 he, I did, mean, he, did, he did two tracks on it he did the, the the end credits track i think he did he's he's, he's proper into his martial arts is rizza like he's proper yeah, yeah. Into well it, yeah. the whole all we did you ever play this is going off on a tangent a bit <laughs> just while we're talking about we tang and martial arts i know what you're gonna say um, Go they, they had a computer game if you ever yeah, watched that yeah, 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 band yeah, yeah. over here yeah. But it it was it was the best. That was one of the best fighting games I've ever played. I've never I've never it. played it. I've seen videos of it. I've never. Played it, it, it got banned, so you could only you could only get it on like you know chipped PlayStation <laughs> discs. Oh, the the only the only like rap inspired fighting game I played was Def Jam. Uh, Def Jam. Def Jam yeah. Yeah. Fight for New York. Yeah. On GameCube. Yeah. Well, that was a good game. Love that game. Has nothing to do with this. So, <laughs> um, so third act. Obviously, uh, he ends up going back on the leash. He ends up bumping into this this uh, friend of his uncle's and uh, being pulled back into the fighting pit. And he doesn't want to fight. And he's having this scrap. And he's like, and there's a scene which I thought was hilarious. And I, I, I kind of feel like it's a perfect gifable moment. Like it could be a meme. Is the bald guy who's like in charge of this fighting uh, league? He gets fed up of him, him dodging all the time. And he just Weapon. says, Weapons! Like <laughs> I've got that written down. He's like, Weapons! <laughs> <laughs> just like, looks like so out of character for, for him. his character, but it's hilarious. What? Chucked all the weapons in. And then I, like, like I again, I really hope, I, like, I, this, is why I, this is what I wished for the film, is that they explored that more, like, and him more, and like, his background more, because 
the whole like what is this fighting ring what's it for like who's I, I like... think this could be part of John Wick it could be like in the John, oh, John Wick yes. world yes oh totally they could, yeah. they could pull in this stuff that would be cool that would be see good. I don't know there's just a de- like obviously the piano stuff was nice but I feel like there was just a real depth to this fighting stuff that we could have really just like got into because the other thing is as well like you know what I feel like Bart is freedom at the end like he finished and he was like you know he kills the what Bob um, Hoskins doesn't like, kill him does he doesn't kill him. No, no, but what if he kills him at the end of like the fight and is, like takes his money? He's like, I'm free now. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, what the part a bit about the reunion? You know, said so he so he sort of gets pulled back into the world after yeah, he gets yeah. out. Like he runs into this guy at the shop, I know. and he he can clearly he, he can clearly just walk <laughs> off. Yeah, beat him yeah, up. exactly. Yeah, yeah. What? How does he go back? Right, it's just because this one it's because dude. he's saying, oh, he's, he knows where you. He'll find your friends, and he's gonna. He's threatening to hurt his friends, shop somewhere it? else. That's the thing. Yeah, shop somewhere else. But you have to again. You have to he's kind of go, go with it. You do. You absolutely yeah. do. And at this point, he's a nice guy, isn't he? So he's like not gonna. He doesn't want to cause any trouble. He's like, yeah. I've got my my nice shirts, which get ruined by the way. Um, so let's go follow this guy. So he ends and, up. Sorry, go on. I, I, I was gonna. I was gonna question the function of the collar, right? So is that that's just. There, there's nothing special about the collar. He, he's he's just been sort of mentally conditioned. He's just been like trained, so, yeah. conditioned, yeah, yeah. Like a dog's okay. trained, you know, like a, like a dog's trained with a whistle or whatever. Yeah. What's, what's the? I can't remember what the. There's a there's like a phrase for it. Isn't come. There? <laughs> here now, here now. <laughs> come by, come, come by, come by. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so he ends up escaping because he, you know, he's in this fight, but he doesn't want to do it. In, I think. Bob Hoskins shoots the guy, and then he ends up just escaping by crashing the car. Um, and then Danny goes on to fl- figure out what happened to his mum. Mm-hmm. Gets a sort of like realization that you know his uncle's been lying to him or whatever. And then there's the big climax of the film, which is probably it's probably the, the best bit of the film, I would say. And it's like what I liked about it, this climax, is this whole fight scene where they're trying to get get after him, and he's like defending himself and defending his. He puts his uh, salmon Victoria in the cupboard, and he. You know, he then goes and defends him. But what I loved about this whole scene was a lot of films, I think you'd have a climax of maybe five minutes, maybe, oh, no, a yeah, five-minute fight scene. This yeah, went yeah. on and on and on, and it was loved good. It. It, was re- it felt very similar to, like, a raid sort of film as well. Like, mm. you know, it just has that sort of, like, you know, you beat the first guys of all the little the cronies who are just, like, you know, street thugs, and you got to beat the next guy. And then you got the boss guy who comes in. It's the guy in white. And you're can, like, Ooh, who is this guy? Like, he's not can, really introduced so much, but... Can I talk about the boss guy? Yeah, can I talk about the boss guy? So right, okay. So this is the boss guy again. There could have been a movie about this guy because I wanted to know, right? So firstly, how did he know that Jet Li was gonna throw the guy into the the chimney, break the the you know the brick, then jump down the chimney so that he could wait for Jet Li because he was waiting in the room for yeah, Jet Li. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was waiting. Like this guy, he's next level. He is like got third eye. Right. When, yeah. when he when he punches him through that door as well. Yeah, god you know, tier. That, that girl showered up. He doesn't know he's about to open the door. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a next level. That's he why is. he wears his gi right all yeah. the time. He just <laughs> all walks the time. around in his gi. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that guy down the street? You'd be like, <laughs> oh, he's got a machete somewhere on his. Yeah, body, yeah, he knows. He's got stuff hidden away. I, I thought that the way he's they not shot the, on a plane. The way they shot the um, <laughs> the way that they shot the the fight scenes was like oh, really so well done as well. It's like really clear. Yeah. You can you can see what's going on. It's not like it's like super. You know, I think at the same time, I don't know. I think it was like because you had the Bond Ultimatums, which you oh, sorry the Bond Identities, 
the start of this just like the century where you had it, it, they were a bit scrappy but you could sort of figure out what was going on with the fight scenes and they felt like impactful and I think towards the end the last one or whatever it was just so overly edited that mm. it was almost impossible to really understand what was going on with the fighting and like who was hitting who and mm. who was where whereas this, this film it was done in a way that is so clear and you could see and also they got like this guy all in white, so you know like who this guy is. You can sort of read him in the in the in the image, like you know you can see his silhouette or whatever as he's punching. And it just for me, this it just worked really well. Like it was, it, it felt there must have been some matrix inspiration as well. I think from that because it felt very much like some of the sets and stuff they were running around in felt very much like the matrix. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just well, really enjoyed this whole climax. Since I, 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 I drew a comparison to the Matrix as well. You know, when they're in the, the toilet cubicle and they're, yeah. fight, they're doing that sort of CQC class quarters fighting, that, that was very reminiscent of the Matrix to me with the, one of the Smith fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do have, a, have, have another gripe here. He definitely breaks the guy in White's arm yep, during that yep, little scene. Yep, yep. And oh, to the point where it looks like they've even used a prosthetic arm on on the guy in white, but then the very next cut, he's throwing like a right hook with the same. Don't know same why you're arm. questioning it. Don't know you guys are psychic. Don't know why you're questioning it. He's God. But I, why why use a prosthetic? <laughs> right? Why why use a prosthetic in the first place? Unless you're going to be like, right, this guy's arm is broken now. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, but then I guess the like, very next can, cut. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it does feel like. If you could have broke his arm, it would have been interesting to see him fighting with just one arm. Like, Absolutely. I, I thought he was going to. I thought he was yeah. going to go, okay, let's let's see what he's going to do now. But, but no. I wonder if that was in like the extra 30 minutes of footage. Like, yeah, I wonder if possibly, like, yeah. there was a whole scene with him like flailing his arm around or something and then he like hooks it back into place and then just <laughs> knocks Jet Li. Yeah, potentially. Um, so obviously then you get the last bit where he ends up deciding not to kill his uncle Bart, and then obviously... Morgan Freeman just tells him to shut up and whacks him with the pant pot, which is a good yeah. little ending. Yeah. Um, and that's the film, I guess. They, they do the little like bit at the end, the little epilogue where he's, she dedicates the song to him, and cute. he's sat in the in the theatre, and it's quite quite heartwarming and it moving. And it's a good little end. I thought, I personally, I thought it, the third act was really good. I think that that worked really really well. Um, maybe you you guys said the second act it maybe dragged a bit and maybe could have could have uh, done some with some work there, but. Yeah, I guess like that. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? I suppose we've already talked about the music, the visuals, the fight scenes, the choreography. Um, anything else that you want us to talk about, really? Or are we good to to move on to the ratings? I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Good job. I mean, where are the Glaswegians? Hmm? That's true. Where are the Glaswegians? I just I think uh, I think they were trying to maybe maybe part of it as well is you know they are going for the Hollywood thing here right they wanted it to be a blockbuster yeah maybe <laughs> if they started putting Glaswegians in there it'd be <laughs> too hard for the American yeah. <laughs> yeah. true you have to have true. subtitles <laughs> yeah yeah okay so we've heard what we think of this film but what does the internet think of this film obviously you know we want to get their opinion so we've scoured the internet for the one star ratings of Unleashed. On just on that, right? Because I mean, I don't know about you guys, because you guys might read some, but I've, I've I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and like none of the like complaints are the fact that there's no like people from Scotland in this. Like none of them. Like Nobody no one picks up on that. No one has picked up on that. Um, so maybe like everyone in this review site is just American because they just obviously don't know. Um, I, I've only got one. Um, just he's reviewed a lot of films, so this guy is obviously he. 
he knows what he's doing. Like he has six hundred and five pages worth of reviews wow. on Rotten Tomatoes. This guy is he's like a proper rotter. He is. He's all about that rot. Um, when Jet Li tries to emote, my kidneys start to implode. Please stop him. <laughs> I, I share this guy's this guy's view. Is this Tommy? <laughs> it does actually He's say it on the side. Yeah, Tom, Tommy. From I Love Color. Right, I've got one from uh, Anand K. This is a half a star. Oh. Good Lord. You should be embarrassed, Jet Li. Very, very embarrassed. <laughs> Should get some kind of award for stupidest concept of a movie ever. <laughs> Jet, Jet Li's fault. <laughs> Jet Li didn't write the film. Jet Li, Jet, a lot of people think Jet Li is, did everything in this yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, directed, he, was, he was the guy behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, this scene is... You know, he's I have films. one from Dave2do from IMDb. Um, five out of 26 people found this review helpful. Um, and uh, this is this, I'm just going to do a, a, a shorter segment instead of the whole thing Glasgow is in Scotland which amazingly is mostly full of Scottish people Scotland <laughs> never has and never will be part of England got that? we like English folk really we do it's just we're not English ourselves so if you're going to make a movie in Scotland have the good grace to employ a few more Scottish voices will you? Amazing. It just makes a story a bit more believable, that's all. As for the movie, why such great actors, Morgan Freeman, Bob Hoskins and Jet Li, one of my favourite actors, could get involved mm. in this is beyond me. Goodness Ooh. knows what they will think when they see it in Glasgow. Mass rioting, I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> have we checked the news sites to make sure... It wasn't mass writing back in the day. Oh, this, well, this, is you, like, hey. this is like a weekly thing now. We watched that Escape from Pretoria and that, that was a very similar similar set of reviews. People complaining about their accents. Yeah. I mean, so. this isn't the complaining about the accents. This is like the lack of like, like They have like shots of like the dockyards and stuff like the cranes and like, you know, like yeah. things that are definitely 100% in Glasgow. Like the spa shop was in Glasgow. Like that, it, was, yeah. it was filmed in Glasgow. It's just like, why, why not just perchance have a Scottish person in there. One of the things I did notice was uh, they went past the Domino's and it said any pizza, any size, seven ninety nine. So it's inflation for you. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's two pounds, right? <laughs> yeah, that is. Wow. Tommy, have you got any uh, any reviews? Well, I've, I've been trying to figure this one out. It's not really related to the film. It is a review of the film. Great. Um, it's on Prime on Prime Video, but I think it's just a very confused guy, but I've just figured it out, so I'm going to read it and then tell you. Not only was the item not as described, I had to search for it again so I can get what I was told I would get. I bought a Blu-ray player not too long ago, so I went for the combo pack Blu-ray and digital copy. All that the case had in it was the Blu-ray, and that is not what I ordered. So that 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 brings me to think that he expected a physical manifestation of the digital copy of the film in the case, right? <laughs> but he says he bought a Blu-ray player and he got a Blu-ray disc, so what's the, yeah, but, what's the problem? But, but he ordered the Blu-ray and the digital copy, and uh. the digital copy wasn't in the box. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know Sorry, what, right? It, it's taken me the majority of this podcast to, that, to figure out what that guy was getting see, at. Do you know, right, that is the majority of my life at work. I'm not even kidding. Like, it is the majority <laughs> of my life. Like, the, I would love to know the ratio of people that I've had to explain. When they buy, like, Fortnite, right? Because Fortnite have, like, a box version. And inside the box, it's just a code that you scratch off to give you, like... For a free character. game... Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, exactly. So the yeah. scratch off codes that they can put get some skins for the character, and people come back in, kicking off, being like, "There should be a disc in here," and I was like, "This just <laughs> says digital download on the front," and, I, and then like their kids like, "Yes, I've got the game. It's downloaded," and they're still annoyed that the disc isn't there. I'm like, it, it doesn't. I can't That's explain this to you. Crazy. The, the disc does not exist. Yeah. What digital copy? Exist. Mm, right. Yes, you did. Shall we move on to putting this in the in the film rankings? Mm, yeah. So, so far in our uh, two mini series of Dusk and Escape, here are the films listed in order from uh, the lowest to the highest. So we started off with uh, Pitch Black, number five, Escape from Pretoria, number four, Green Room, number three, Blue Ruin, number two, and then Moonlight, number one. So I think I know where I'd put this, but I'm curious where you guys think. You, you put well, this. I want to know, Tommy. Have you seen any of those films? I've seen Moonlight and yeah. I've seen Pitch Black. <laughs> okay, so from the one bottom the and top. One. So I've seen the bottom and the top. Uh, to you, are they in the correct places, <laughs> or should they be swapped? It, it depends what mood I'm in, I guess. <laughs> like I, I love Pitch Black. I, have, I you a, have you watched it recently? Have you watched it? I haven't watched it recently. <laughs> oh, I can imagine yeah. it hasn't aged very well. Um, oh no! No, it's very, very, very early two thousands. Imagine like opening a bottle of wine, drinking half of it, and then leaving it for like twenty years. Yeah, like that. and coming back to it. <laughs> yeah, but that that like if I was in the right mood, I would I would totally get off on that. <laughs> like Vin Diesel with his little swimming goggles on. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like I I I'd, I'd be all over it. I could do it. But if I wanted something serious you know yeah. Moon, moonlight's a good film which yeah, it's a, it an excellent film yeah, um, but yeah ha- yeah hands up i haven't watched pitch black recently that no worries. uh johnny where about you thinking oh i think i think this film's better than uh, pitch black so it's definitely up a notch watch after pitch black in our ratings Pretoria. Pretoria. Mm. and then green room and then green room yeah it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, is it? I know where I'm going to put it. I know. Exactly I think. Where, where would you put it? I think I preferred. No, no. I think I preferred to watch Escape from Pretoria, not just because it was my pick, but I think story-wise, although this did have a story, it didn't really like grab me in the same way that Escape to Pretoria did, did. Like I had sweaty palms in some of the stupid wooden key scenes and stuff like that whereas this it was kind of i was kind of like where's this gonna go next who knows could go anywhere so yeah i think probably put it above pitch black you so, really are you're on that sweaty palm thing aren't you like that's like you mention it almost every week now if a film makes give you sweaty palms you're like yeah, that's a, a good, good film. film if it doesn't then it's, it's not johnny's spidey sense yeah, it is yeah <laughs> oh my hand my palms are so <laughs> obviously like i love this film that's why i picked it I yeah. um, it was one actually one of those films that I kind of forgot about a little bit. I remember I absolutely used to love it, and then I sort of just forgot about it. I was trying to think of a good film for this for this subject of escape, and then it popped into my head, and I was straight away like, "Yes, I want to watch this again" because I loved it when I watched it originally. 
I still love the soundtrack. I still think it's a great film. However, I do, looking back on it now after 10 years, I do see some very obvious problems with it that could have easily been fixed. That's the problem. It's like, yeah, they could have yeah, fixed absolutely. these issues. The whole Glasgow thing, I mean, whatever, but they could have fixed that easily. If I'd just taken that line out or whatever, that would have been very easy to fix. They could have, like, it could have been such a better movie, I think. I think they could have, like, the stuff they could have done with it where it would have just been a better film. Um, however, it is very uneven of a film. However, I really like it and I, like, I think, you know, Escape from Victoria is a decent film, well made, but doesn't have anywhere near the highs for me as this film because I just, it's just, I love it. Uh, but I am looking back on it with some sort of like, you know, roast into glasses or whatever. I'm sort of papering over the issues in my mind as I'm watching it. So I'm happy for you. I mean, Aaron, where, where, are you, where are you thinking about putting it? I actually, like, I don't mind. It, it, it For me, like, it sort of sits right right there with Pretoria. Like, it could go either way, to be honest. Like, um, I think if you, like, I watched this film and it was really nice. Like, the good thing about this film is, like, I'm in the right company to watch this film. Like, everyone, I can make jokes about it, but that's enjoyment to me. Like, you know, the fight scenes I really enjoyed. Was like Pretoria, like there were some times with it, like I was just sort of like, kind of like, oh, you're just doing the same thing. It's just like rinse and repeat. Like I reckon if you, with Pretoria, if you got the same shot of them leaving and just repeated it over and over again, you could, it's basically the same film. Um, But I do think the acting in Pretoria was better. Oh yeah. Um, And obviously the story was better. So I guess on that, um, Maybe I would put Pretoria above. above. Uh, Escape from Pretoria is like a, a true story as well, I suppose. So you know, but you don't know like this the, could be a true story I mean, to someone. Yeah, but there's no boss. There's a bo- yeah, but there's a boss man in this though. There's yeah. a boss man. Just think man. about think about the fight scene at the end. That whole climax at the end. Yeah, is so class. it does feel pretty good. Oh, it does so feel good. pretty good. Like <laughs> it feels pretty good. And there's I some good comedy that. moments in this film as well. Yeah, like I do enjoy weapons. It. Yeah, exactly. I did. I did enjoy that immensely. Weapons. I mean, if they told me we're gonna do an Unleashed two, would I go to the cinema to watch it? Absolutely, I would. Absolutely, I would. Because you know, if they did like Unleashed became like a you know like part of the Fast and Furious franchise, I wouldn't hate it. Mm. I wouldn't. Hit. You know what? Let's put it above Pretoria. Let's do it. I feel like Johnny's gonna hate me for that. What? It's going to go Pretoria. Wait, <laughs> yeah let's do it let's get up let's get up i mean like i i i'm I mean, like i want it to be a bit but i'm also happy to, i understand it's not an amazing film i just love it so much so whatever i mean aaron's going for above Johnny, I, yeah you happy i for us? i know it's i don't think it's better than <clears throat> escape from pretoria like you fell asleep in the middle of the film aaron do you not remember that bit <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's like so true. Oh. i finished this oh. film uh, I watched it here, watched it on this screen, and I ran out my room. As soon as it finished, ran out my room, and I leapt into bed, went to sleep, because, <laughs> like, I needed to get to sleep. Because this film, like, usually a film will Great. stay with me and just be like, oh, I'll just be, like, thinking about it for a little bit after. This one, I just wanted to get to my dreams. But this is, I think, the thing is, though, like, with this series, like, I know we're, I know we're like, talking on and on, but the thing is, with this series, Ant has brought two breaths of fresh air because they're just films that you don't need to take too seriously they're like they're really easy to watch like really simple like you know you don't have to think about it whereas like you and i johnny have bought four, brought four course meals of all bring of in films, the grit like blue ruin 
Blue Ruin, Green Room are just heavy. Moonlight is heavy. Like Pretoria is, well, it's something. Um, like it is heavy. It's a heavy subject though, isn't it? Like apartheid, like very difficult. Um, and like I just think like we need to let one of them like breath of fresh airs up, don't we? We need to like. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna allow it. I feel like it. I'm gonna allow Johnny to go with escape because. There is a, there is issues with this film. It is it is silly, and I'm, okay. I'm sort of annoyed at it watching it again. Like because <laughs> I remember absolutely loving it, and I do still love it, but I still I just feel like it like it sort of let me down a little bit. Like all oh, these little bits I didn't notice back in the day, and now I'm like, oh, why did they do that? Why couldn't they have like just changed those few things? It would have been fine. So I'm I'm gonna just let Johnny go above. I'm gonna let Skate go above it because I'm disappointed in this film a little bit. I still like. Still really like the film, still glad we bought it, still glad we watched it, but it's just I'm a bit disappointed in my in the uh, film myself. So I, I I think we've put it above pitch black. Alright. Um, okay. Okay. Mid mid noughties filmmaking. Yeah, is yeah. I, I you know I feel like it's an era of film that like when films tend not to age well. Like, I'm not also... the biggest movie buff, but I can't I'm sure there were like classics or modern day classics made in the mid nineties. Yeah, Christopher Nolan Batman's were then <clears throat> and you know, all that <clears throat> kind of stuff. That's very true. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I, I <laughs> like, well, yeah okay. But 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 you're right though, <laughs> the early two thousands, we were talking about this with the pitch black one. If you go back and watch that, the way it's edited and stuff, like they have just been given all this new technology and they can do all this all this weird like sort of weird edits and weird slow motion stuff. And a lot of the films back from then don't really hold up that well. They don't feel like they stand up well because they feel really dated. A lot of them. Mm. Um, I think this unleashed feels a little dated in some parts. Just just feel quite early sort of two thousands. But I don't know. I think it it it's a lot. It's trying to straddle two worlds as well, though, isn't it? It's trying yeah. to keep keep the sort of the beautiful aesthetic and cinematography of classic, you know, Asian martial arts films. Yeah. But it's it's also trying to dip its toe into Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, do I sort of like a, an awakening, difficult. and sort of like sort of a like nice family drama almost. Yeah, 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 and and in terms of, you know, I've seen better kung fu films. I've you know the fighting. I've I've seen I've seen prettier fight scenes and things. Although they were beautiful, mm. I've also seen better action movies. Mm. And yeah. it, it's almost like it just spreads itself a little bit too thin. Yeah, maybe maybe right. I, I feel agree. like I haven't watched enough of these sort of films. Like I've watched the big ones, like I've watched like, you know, The Raid, Raid Two, I've watched um like you're talking before about the what was it called? Yeah. Old Boy and yeah. I've watched but there's loads of them I haven't seen. There's tons of this Ip sort Man of is a really Ip yeah. Man. Yeah, 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 there's, yeah, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of them as well. Yeah. It's not yeah. really something I've ever gotten to. Maybe this is why I like Unleash so much, is because it's like it's not something I'm not really like that familiar with this sort of uh area of movies, so it, it sort of stands out to me. Maybe I'm just a bit uneducated on that. But anyway, on that note, we'll leave it there. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us that we're wrong about Unleashed and that it's actually a masterpiece, um, please get in touch with us on uh, the podcast at themoviequest.com or you can message us on Instagram at themoviequest. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for joining us, Tommy. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it was it's great. Great. Um, it's quite welcome right, back anytime. Me. Well, thank you. Am I? Well, I mean, in the nearish future, um, we'll, we'll probably have him back on. Ah, oh, feel free, guys. Always there's a, available. There's a yes. Yeah, 
things happening in the future for future us future podcasts so things got to be dealt okay. with yeah things are dealt with um, someone's getting kicked off the pod is what we're saying no we're going to call it a sabbatical <laughs> yeah we might be getting a few, a few more guests on the, the yeah there's some, some so. big life changes happening for some of us yeah but uh, yeah thank you guys thanks Johnny thanks Aaron and uh, we'll see you next it. time guys oh wait wait before we go Johnny one more thing what's the word for next season because I need to oh, choose a film yeah. the word is space Nice. The final frontier. That's so vague. Oh well, that's a, that's a big topic. Space. It's a film that I've not space, seen as well. Space Ooh. and space. Lots of space in a room. Not lots of space in a place. It is vague. <laughs> Are you doing a little poem, Johnny? No, but I'm trying to make it as broad as possible. That's good. Can, I like it. Could Could somebody pick Moon just for the inconvenience of you three having to watch Moon? I mean, I've seen. Why would that be inconvenience? Why, why? Why is that an issue? It's a it's a long slog. Yeah, is it? Long, I remember yeah. loving that film. I don't remember how long it was though. I, th- I think it took me about four four, four sessions attempts. to watch Ooh, that. Gosh. Yeah, and it was like, I, I I really enjoyed it. I think it's a it's a good film, but it just kept going on. It does. And I'd always fall asleep. It's an hour and a half. Took... <laughs> is <Gosh>. it? <laughs> I just got a really short attention span. <laughs> <laughs> With Duncan jo- Duncan Jones and Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spacey said in it. No. Oh, hey, he's a, he's you hate, robot, you hate Kevin Spacey now, don't you? Oh, hey, look. Oh, yeah, it's true, yeah. He's, Johnny, he's Johnny fell out of love with Kevin Spacey, as did most of the world. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a great lover of him anymore. Oh, I, I, can, right. I can separate the art, I think. I, you know, People seem to have done it with MJ pretty easily, so why can't we do it with Kevin Spacey? Does oh, Kevin Spacey whole, have to die? Yeah, this is a whole topic to it is, yeah, to go down and uh, yeah, we were just saying goodbye. Tough, tough subjects. <laughs> right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. It's been See fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.